This week, um, I'm going to be speaking with my best friends from college, my sisters, and a special guest. So um, before we start, just quick background. We met each other in 2012 when we went to college at Arcadia University in Glenside, Pennsylvania. And we kind of met as little subunit groups. And after that, we became inseparable. Some girl would see us in the hall and she'd be like, oh, the rest of them have to be somewhere behind because that's how we rolled as a pack. So that's just little background. And I'm excited for you guys to hear what these lovely ladies have to say and just hopefully experience um, the love and friendship that we have with each other. We hope you guys feel it in some way, shape, or form. So without further ado, um, they're each going to introduce themselves. We also have a special guest, and he will also introduce himself. Um, so they're just going to say their name, where they're from, and what they're currently doing. Um, it could be occupation-wise or whatever they'd like to say. So Hi, fam. <laughs> My name is Simi. I currently live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I work at Fidelity as a scrum master, which is basically just someone who leads a software development team. Hello, everybody. My name is Jess. I am from Long Island, New York. I am currently um, at Hunter College receiving my, well, in process of receiving my master's to become a teacher, um, certified in English as a second language. Total career change was in the law field, but you know, that was not for me, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, so my name is Edwin. I am uh, Jess's significant other, and I am the recent addition to this little group. I am... Very lucky to actually be here, getting to know them, and you know, helping create new memories. Um, I was born and raised on Long Island. I am uh, in my last year of law school, and um, have a long history in uh, business immigration. And hopefully, it's something I'll be doing after law school. Hi everyone, this is Adriana. Um, I've been friends with Dulce for about 20 years. I was born and raised in Florida, and I am currently teaching first grade in Immokalee. Yeah, so that was everyone. And we actually, well, I have a few questions for you, you guys. And the first one would be because, oh, so another fun fact is we... We coined our our name as Ohana. Do you guys remember how that came about? I think like, it's because of Lilo and Stitch. It was because of Lilo and Stitch, but like it's just just, just randomly one day like just, it just happened. Yeah, I think she got like the wall. Yeah, the wall. I, the wall I, I ordered it. Oh, there was a wall that. decal, and we had that in. Was it? We Night, put it our up sophomore year. Sophomore yeah. Year. Yeah, we put it up. It said Ohana had a little blue Hawaiian flower. And then I think once we peeled it off, it messed up, right? So we yeah. never put it, it was again. Never, it was never used again. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, we we referred to ourselves as Ohana, and if you haven't seen the movie, um, it comes it's from the line that says Ohana means family. Wait, yeah, I don't Ohana forgot means it. Family and family, family means no one gets left, left behind or forgotten. forgotten. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so and that's like our motto with our friendship, right? We try to that's be. Our group chat name. Our group, our group chat name where we talk about things, we we 
And John said she would get it tattooed. <laughs> she would consider. So, yeah. So, that's how important it is to us. So, the first question I have for us is, why do you guys think we have been friends for as long as we have? Because, you know, obviously not all friendships make it this long. And I think we've been very blessed that we have. So, what do you guys think contributed to that? Do you want to go first? or? Um... I think I told Dulce this earlier. I think it's because early on in our group, when we started noticing our differences, we purposely set up boundaries. Um, we set up an intent and we always knew that if there was conflict, how we were going to go about addressing the conflict. And I think that really helped versus us just, you know, going behind each other's backs or in smaller groups and talking about it. Um, we knew that at the end of the day, the whole point was we needed to come together um, as a family. We used to call them come to Jesus moments. Oh, yeah. And we needed to talk about it um, amongst ourselves. Cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, honestly, if we had never done that, I don't think we would have made it this far. If we hadn't actually made it a purpose and a goal to talk to each other about what was going on. That, But that's my personal opinion. I don't know what you guys yeah. think. I think um, I agree with what Adriana said as well. But I think also it's like since we're all from different states, none of us really live close to each other. Like Simi's North Carolina, Florida, New York. Um, we have other friends also, Emily from Pennsylvania. Um, it's been hard for us to communicate every single day and, you know, keep up with each other's lives. But I think that we've just been so understanding with each other. We know we're busy, life happens, and, you know, things like that. But at the end of the day, we know that we're there for each other. If someone is going through something or, you know, big moments in life, we're always there for each other. And we're never like, oh, well, you don't have time for me. Let me just not make an effort anymore. Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, we just always are able to be there for each other. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would add more. But I feel like just to stop what I was going <laughs> to say. But I think for me, at the end of the day, is even though like we don't talk to each other every day, I know that if I was having like a really crappy day, I could call any of them and they'll find a way to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And I think that we just have so much love for each other that we know we may be away from each other, but we're mm -hmm. always together at heart and whenever we get back together whether it's one of us two of us all of us it's as if time had as if mm -hmm. we never were apart right. we just pick right back up as if mm -hmm. you know we just went to the bathroom and we're like oh hey how's it going yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what would you guys say is because i think i used to be really bad i'm still trying to work on reaching out more but i feel like i've been trying to do it better but I don't know if it's an excuse or if it's just I feel like I I could be the kind of person that if I don't intentionally try to reach out, like I'll be okay with just doing my own thing, like kind of be my in my own little bubble. But I know not everyone's like that. Like maybe some people are like I feel like Simi, I feel like you like being around people. So like, maybe for you, it's like, no, I don't want to be in my own little bubble. I want to be around people. So where do you guys think you are, like, as far as, like, how much um, um, connection or constant communication, just so we know expectations, like, 
we should try to reach out anyway but like maybe this person i should reach out extra because they really um that really resonates with them is being um what's it called thought of more often like where would you guys say like mine could be very minimal like if y'all get really busy i won't be mad at y'all for not reaching mm-hmm. out not saying like don't ever reach out like they said, <laughs> but you know but just so y'all know like y'all don't have to stress out about mm-hmm. reaching out to me but maybe one day i will have a bad yeah. day and i you know it, it would be a nice surprise but mm-hmm. so where do you guys think y'all fall on i think for me personally um i think when we first graduated we were all like talking to each other a lot more frequently you know trying to keep up with each other because we were so used to being with each other every single day so you know we wanted to keep that communication but as times have gone by like what's it's been like what four years since we graduated uh-huh. from college so we've all moved on like doing our own things like starting our own careers you know going back to school or whatever and it's been difficult to keep up and sometimes i also think like oh wow like Maybe I'm just using this as an excuse to just say, like, oh, I'm busy in life. I can't keep up with my friends right Right. now. Uh But, like, I've thought, like, I know, like, I think out of everyone in the group, like, everyone has someone in the group that they're, like, the closest with. Uh And, like, that's fine. Like, I've never been, like, oh, wow, like, Dulce or Adriana, like, don't talk to me every day. Like, they're more closer friends with the other person. Like, it's just naturally, I think, like, you just gravitate gravitate towards Mm -hmm. some person. And that's fine, you know. That's just how it's always been. Like, to piggyback off of that, like, to the previous question as what has kept us friends for so long i think it's the fact that we knew that there were certain instances where we would connect with someone else in the group Mm -hmm. more than we would with like everyone else and we learned to accept that and that is okay Mm -hmm. like there are certain things that i would probably connect more with jess that i would simian dulce Mm -hmm. and simian dulce aren't gonna be like well adriana you're not talking to the rest of us because at the end of the day we still communicate like those big life moments with each other but we understand mm-hmm. that there's like certain, I don't want to say levels, but there's just, there's differences even between our relationships amongst each other. And we've acknowledged and accepted that. But I think it's because we also went through those struggles in college. And mm-hmm. we just said, like, let's be realistic. We can't all have the exact same relationship mm-hmm. with each other because we're different people. Mm-hmm. And I think so. that's like, just to piggyback yeah. off of that, I think that's one of the things that's kept like our friendship going is that we know it's not going to be the same across the board, but that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, um, I've, like, always told Dulce, like, I think me and Dulce, it's not that our relationship is strained, it's just we haven't had, like, the best communication, and I think it's just, like, from being in college, like, I was always a little closer to, like, the other girls, or, you know, she was closer, had a closer relationship with everyone else, but at the end of the day, I know that, like, you know, I should probably be reaching out to her a little more, like, trying a little more. It's not that I don't care or, you know, don't want to know about her life, but it's just like, okay, let me stop making the excuse that I'm too busy. Like, she's obviously one of my best friends. Like, let me take at least, I can take five minutes out of my day to just reach out and be like, hey, how are you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that's important, you know, to just knowing the balance of, you know, reaching out to your friend and not always expecting, like, your friends to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's important. I think we've all been like that, you know? I think I've, like, for a while we were like, oh, like, they'll reach out at some point. Or we'll just talk in the group chat. We don't have to reach out individually. But with time, I think we've all gotten a little better and just being like, okay, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Like, so, yeah. Si, senora. (laughs) I mean, mean, for me, I try my best to, like, you know, keep in 
constant communication with everyone. I know with Dulce, we have a Snapchat streak. We may yeah. not speak every day, but we sure do snap each other yeah. every day. I was very upset when our Snapchat streak broke. Do we ever make it to the year? We, Maybe we one did, time. But I think you went to Mexico. Yeah, and we lost you forgot it. one day. No, you forgot one day. <laughs> I think and I, didn't I have was signal. very upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, it might have been the second time because I remember there was one time we were so determined that you gave me your Snapchat password to snap yourself. <laughs> so I was snapping yeah. myself for a the week. Trust. The yeah. trust. I was snapping myself for a week just so I could keep, keep my it alive. alive. That's true. So like I definitely, you know, Snapchat you every day mm-hmm. and then I feel like over time me and Jess have definitely like been more like in contact with each other than like I feel like in the past. And then me and Adrian whenever we I'll randomly FaceTime her, she answers or yeah. Sometimes she'll randomly FaceTime me and I'll answer. And we'll just, you know, be if on I the don't phone. don't answer, I'm sleeping. Yeah, she's answering sleeping. <laughs> and then we'll just, like, FaceTime for, like, two hours. As if, like, you know, once again, time has never passed. And I think we've just kind of understood that's how it is in our friendship. Like, we all have things to do. But when we do make time for each other to have that conversation to, like, catch up, we, like, focus on that and mm-hmm. kind of just go from there, you know? be on zoom for like eight hours yeah oh my gosh yeah (laughs) so i think two things that came to my mind when you guys were speaking was when adriana was speaking i think expectations is a really important thing because most of the time we have unrealistic expectations about many things and i think that's why sometimes we can't be happy because we're like no life should be this way and it's not and so you feel like you can't be happy like adriana was saying like oh, we expect we're going to be this close to everyone. And when it's not, it's like you feel like something's wrong, but maybe that's just how it is. Not saying you can't work on it, but maybe like you just gel better with certain people. And then the other thing is I'm reading this book called A Love Letter Life. And it's basically a couple talking about what they've learned in their journey. And one of the things they talk about is the principle of sharing, where they say like, if you want to be closer together, the more things you you share with each other, the more like likes, interests. It's like um, little strings that keep you connected. So the more similarities y'all have, things y'all like do together, the more connected you'll be. And so I feel like that's true because when we started, um, what was it? Doing the that game Evisay was playing with us on that app. We were all Scrabble? Scrabble. Yeah, Scrabble. No, Scrabble, remember? Or Adriana started Scrabble. My bad. We started Words with Friends. So when we started playing it, I felt like we were talking to each other a little more. I mean, it didn't last like a whole (laughs) bunch. I think like two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. I was going to say a month, but okay. Maybe a month. I thought it was a month. It was a while. Or like a month. But that like was a little string that kept us somewhat connected. So I think that would be good to try to implement. Like, what if there's things like we can do together in some way shape or form that could keep us connected even though we're not speaking on a daily basis you know like like you're saying you told simi about doing the myra perez challenge mm-hmm. you guys doing that together would would be like you're sharing the same experience even though you're not together, together talking mm-hmm. every day yeah, because so. sometimes we would even get on Zoom and, like, just Work do the workouts together. together. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, together. oh, wow, this is fun having, like, an accountability partner doing this. So it's yeah. just, like, things like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we have a question for our special guest, Edwin. Oh, oh no, lies. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I have another 
the question. Lies I tell. So the next question is, I well, I guess we kind of touched on this. What advice would you give your future children about friendship? Be that, realistic. Be realistic. Be realistic because you build up this like perfect image of your friendship or your school life or your college life or your relationship with a significant other. And then when it doesn't work out the way you wanted it in your head, it just like tears your whole world down. I just think you have to be realistic and be open to the idea that not everyone or just point blank period. People are not going to do what you want them to do. And that's just life. We're not all the same. We're not robots. We're not programmed to do everything exactly the way we want someone else or someone else isn't programmed to do things the way we want them to do. And that's just life, you know, and you kind of have to learn to get over it because if that's your expectation, then you're never going to be happy. Mm. You're never going to find something that's satisfying. Yeah. Like piggybacking off of that, like with being realistic, like to me, I just think about like the last day, like that we graduated, that was the last day that we all saw each other. And like, for us, like, we cried our eyes out because we knew that was probably going to be the last time that we were all together for a very, very long time. Like, we were all going back to our own states and, you know, like, it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, we'll meet each other in a few months. We'll go on vacation because we said that for years. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going to go this place to visit together. But, like, it never worked out where all of us could go because, you know, people are in school. People need to save money. Like, you know, it's just not working out. So, The whole realistic thing is just, like, I guess for our friendship specifically because we just all lived in different places. It's just, you know, knowing that it's not going to be what it was Mm -hmm. before. Like, Mm -hmm. being with each other every day. And then, you know, we just had to deal with the whole long distance. We had a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. But it worked out for us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just have to. Just have to learn that just because we are apart doesn't mean that we're, like, not together not together just make that effort to want to be to want to continue to be in each other's lives because we could easily have just been like oh college friends oh that's it mm-hmm. we're done mm-hmm. but we definitely made that effort to be in each other's lives and i think that's what you just have to do make an effort so this is something i can talk about um so, something I would tell my future kids about friendship. Well, it's going to be a lot of trial and error, first of all, because you're not going to meet someone the first day of school and, like, bam, like, they're your forever friend. Some people might, but mm-hmm. chances are you're going to go through a couple group of friends over your lifetime. And the ones that really stick, the ones that stay by your side year in and year out through thick and thin, you know, like, those those people... You're gonna find them, and you know you're gonna know. They're like, I guess, what do you guys call it? Ride or die. <laughs> yeah, ride or die. <laughs> yeah uh, like, um, seeing you guys all together, it, it's uh, it's 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 what everyone would want. Like a group of friends you can all count on. Like no matter how far or how long it's been since you guys have seen each other, you guys just call, pick up the phone and call and like. Damn, you guys are just laughing, crying, whatever, you, whatever the need it is. Like you need to talk to somebody, they're they're there for you. And like for my group of friends, like you know, we we all met, and it just like the vibe was there. Like you you just felt comfortable, and that's that's what you should look for. People that you don't have to pretend to be something. Some people you don't have to pretend to 
like certain things just so they will be friends with you. No, no, those are not the type of friends you need or going to want in the future. The type of friends you want are people who understand you for who you are, who like you for who you are. And don't worry, it's okay if you guys like different things, you know, makes things interesting. And, you know, who knows? Like, they might even show you a thing or two that you would never have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like knowing the real lyrics and beginning to Sweet Caroline. Because <laughs> the rest of us don't know. <laughs> True. So we'll take it back to you, Edwin. And oh. your question is, so from an outside perspective, what have you observed about our friendship? Well, let's give a little background on how he's the oh, outside. Oh, 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 so oh, like I he did... Okay. Well, I, I can do this. <laughs> oh, here we go, so guys. he did mention, this is Jess, so he did mention that he is my significant other. So I've been friends with Dulce, Adriana, and um, Simi for about almost eight years. Um, I've been in a relationship with Edwin for almost three years. So he's, um, it's taken him a while to meet all of my friends because we all, like I said, we all live in different states, but because we were all here together this weekend for one of our friend's weddings, um, he finally got to see all of us together and it's, I, it, we always told him, I will, at least I would tell him like, you know, like we're all crazy, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you'll be able to handle all of us. He's been the only male in this group for this weekend. So, you know, shout out to Edwin, Edwin. dealing with all of us. Okay. But now, you know, we can go on to the question. (laughs) Uh, Can you repeat the question? (laughs) What have you observed about our friendship? Could be anything. A small, maybe, you know. I I guess the first thing, well, I don't know if, uh, I think I've said this before, um, you guys remind me a lot about my group of friends, like, four years ago. There's a four-year difference between me and Jess, so it's like seeing back into the the past, like, things, you know, change after college. Like, Like you guys said, like, you don't have as much time to speak and do things like life gets in the way especially in your 20s you're like still figuring things out you still need to build a career so like decide on whether to go back to school all these things and all these things do get in the way but the thing about you know these type of friendships like true real friendships it, it it's time stands no chance against it like no matter how much time passes you know that friendship is still strong and still still deep and um seeing you guys together like it it reminds me of what my how my friends were like 20 years before kids before marriage and all that stuff and and it just gives me i guess i'm very hopeful to see like you guys will eventually you know get to where my friends are like married kids and all that and then it i guess a short little story like uh what was like a week or so ago um i went over uh, a friend's house like it was supposed to like football sunday back how we used to have it back in like yeah early 20s when we could just like chill all day drink beer and watch the games Mm -hmm. but um what that that didn't happen instead you know we uh i get there i'm talking to my friend and his wife and their sons were uh, in the living room right in front of us playing with the toys and you know it didn't matter like we it didn't matter they were not watching the game like i could just walk in the house and you know it's it's great we're just talking it feels feels normal it feels like uh like back in college but you know we're talking about kids we're talking about other things like adult things like oh get my car fixed because my car was broken for a while and it took (laughs) it took it took a while you know you know so like yeah you might not be doing the same things you've been doing like your mid-20s when you're like older but you know it, it it's still the same when you're your friends like regardless of where you're, it goes from like oh what bar are we gonna go tonight to you know 
what kind of toys are you gonna get for your your for the, your son or daughter or whatever? <laughs> but um, an outside ob- observation. I I think I don't want to deflect or avoid the question, but outside of observation, you guys remind me a lot of my about my group of friends four years ago, and th- I can tell that this is a real true friendship that you guys went through a lot together, and no matter no amount of years is gonna like weaken that. So. I have a question off that. Since so, since you you guys have like been through, I guess the this stage. What can we look forward to in the next stage? Like good and bad. Like oh. so now, where you and your friends are, if once we get there, like what could be something you'd be like, well, guys, this is gonna be a challenge you're gonna face, or but this is what's great about the next stage. Oh, oh, this is this is a very interesting question, and uh, I. I will enjoy answering this question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes, like, yes, it, it, when you hear kids, you hear like, oh, no time, busy, like, that is true. The, when, when, when you start to have kids, you will not have time for a lot of other things. Kids will become your main focus of life. But that's the thing, like, yes, that might sound bad, but that's also a great thing. Like, my best friend... They have two daughters, and I am the godfather to his second daughter. And these are like, they're they're like I for me I I love their kids. I love all their kids. And you know, ten years ago, like I was like really kids, like not yet, like not anything. But we're we're all like older adults now. We're all mar- uh well almost all married. I will see a ring coming soon. But yeah, like. I guess them having kids, it's it changed things. Like when they're not able to go out as much or like stay out as late. You know, you always have to take in consideration like, oh, the kids need to go take a nap and such. Like, oh, if they don't have a babysitter and such. But but true friends will make time. True friends will like adapt to that. Like you know, I, some of my favorite times now over the last couple of years has been just going over to their house and just hanging out, chilling, like for like afternoon and such. Just you know, talking playing with their kids like i i have great times and they they no amount of time will change that like as long as i don't know i guess like what i'm trying to say is like if you guys are real friends like it, it, it's nothing's gonna change no matter if kids get in the way time gets in the way you know significant others significant <laughs> others yeah oh yeah that's another thing like when they start bringing like i guess their future uh, spouses like you can kind of tell like Oh wow, that like they really click, and you can kind of see them going to distance, and then you actually get to see them, you know, first get engaged, then uh, you're standing us beside them as a groomsman in their wedding, yeah, like uh, that's some of my favorite memories too, like going to their weddings, like Ryan's wedding, Chris's wedding, mm-hmm. and then future weddings, in the future. <laughs> oh, future weddings, can't uh, wait. Uh, yes. yes um, <clears throat> so yeah. Um, it's you have a lot to look forward to and it might not sound good but it's you know it's a life changing mm-hmm. it's a different stage of life and you know and i can't really say anything bad about it great that's stuff. good i like a couple of things edwin said um where i think it's like how he was saying like they're busy but he still went to their house so it's like as you know a knowing i guess 
what you can do with what you have and what they can do with what they have. And so you can think about like, yeah, they have a family, but I'm single. Maybe not single, single. It could be like unmarried, single, um, legally single. And knowing like, okay, the ball's in my core. I can, I have the time to go and help them out or maybe like make dinner for them one day because I know they're stressed they have a newborn or something like that so that's a good point like just knowing where you can step up to the plate and um help keep the friendship going and what was the other thing I was gonna say I forgot somewhere in outer space somewhere in outer space um I I think it was that yeah like um maybe like we'll think like man like I'm going to miss, we're going to miss these times where we can just travel and do all these things. But like, there's going to be, like Edwin said, good things about the next stage. So I think the importance of enjoying each stage when you're in it and not looking forward to the next stage um, to miss out on your current stage or not thinking back like, man, I wish things were like this. Because then that's just like a recipe for unhappiness, whereas you can just enjoy the moment. The moment is all we have. Okay, so uh, my next question for all of us would be, what are ways in which we can grow our friendship or make our friendship even stronger? Like, like if we're introspecting, because obviously our friendship's not perfect. There's some probably weak areas. I do we have something? I mean... I think I've had such a good time this weekend that I really can't think of like, what do we need to grow on? But I think we've all just talked about it. Just communication Mm -hmm. in any relationship, you know, with a significant other that, you know, you're dating or you're going to marry or you are married to or just even your friends. Um, I feel like communication is key. And sometimes I feel like I fall off of the face of the earth and don't communicate as much. But... um, I think that's something that I would like to improve, just me personally, myself. Because I, I joke about this all the time, but I, for some reason, whenever my cell phone battery is at 19%, is when I like to FaceTime <laughs> Simi and Jess. So I'd like to get it to 20% at least. <laughs> but, before it gives you that Before it gives me the little, you know, red bar. Um, but I don't know. I don't think we've done a terrible job communicating, but I think maybe come on my part i think communicating more more often because i'm not very good at like individual messaging um that type of stuff i'm very good at sending out tiktok videos in the group (laughs) chat um especially before you know school started in quarantine time um but for me personally just me personally not that you guys don't communicate or anything it's just me myself and i struggle with just like picking up the phone because like i said i'm either like busy or i'm the queen of naps so i'm sleeping and i'm not contacting people and i appreciate that my friends know this and don't trip over the fact that i love to nap and i will nap around six o'clock every single day so don't disturb me (laughs) but i will try and message you guys before six o'clock right not every day though because homie's busy (laughs) Is one thing that I just thought of, like going back to expectations, is not, um, I guess for me, um, not expecting to be like, oh, I, 
I'm going to call them and it's going to be like 30 minutes. Because that could also be what deters you from even calling. It could be like five minutes and that's okay. Like, it could be like, hey, just checking in. How's your day? Okay, cool. Um, Just want to see how you're doing. Um, I'm going to go do this now. Bye. Like, that could be yeah. that could be a no, thing. Like, yeah. I, like, I think we should do that. Yeah, like going off of that, I feel like our friendship is more like big life events like in our group chat it's like oh i'm going through i'm having a hard time i'm going through this or like oh like i'm having a great time i'm going through this but it's never just like oh like what'd you do yesterday or like you know it's like we know about all the good and bad events that happen in our life but it's i feel like we don't always know like the in between like even just being together this week and we're like oh really you do that like type of thing (laughs) you were a blonde not too long ago (laughs) yeah you had blonde hair (laughs) so i think it's just like you know like knowing like knowing the in-betweens of our friendship as well as like the highs and the lows because like i know with you guys i never have to worry about like if i'm like at my lowest or at my highest i know you guys are always there but you know sometimes it's just like like dulce said just reaching out saying like hey like how are you doing like i'm thinking about you today just wanted to let you know you know mm-hmm. or just like oh like how's your workout program going or how's your new hobby or you know like just things like that and those mm-hmm. are some of the like greater i think significant messages sometimes Mm -hmm. because on like with me with another friend not in this group someone i met at work just random and this is someone i see often just randomly messaged me and i was like hey i was thinking about you today you know i hope you're okay and this is someone i see almost daily but just that little message touched me in such a different way and i was like oh friend like thanks and like those little things actually do end up mattering Mm -hmm. so yeah you can be each other there like there for each other for your highs and lows but i agree i i think that is something that we could work on it's just like hey i got my hair cut today it's just like a (laughs) red which i've been wanting to do um it's just those little things you know and it's like random facts about us i have red hair yeah yep i have red hair now I'll let you know it next time I go purple maybe (laughs) but yeah I think just like random I mean for me if I was to receive like those I mean I know I can also do it myself but I feel like for me those little like text messages or like facetimes would definitely like warm my heart I know I can definitely do better than that but I think we all can do better. We than all that, can, you know? yeah. And we just like, include you, Edwin. No. <laughs> like I we, can base on you, Edwin, too, if yeah. you want me to. Like we love each other, and there's no doubt, like in our minds, that we're not there for each other. But it's just like you know, sometimes just like okay. three o'clock in the afternoon. Let me see yeah. what somebody's doing. Let me just say, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. you're busy. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. That exactly. Type of thing. Sometimes just if I get a missed call. From someone like, oh, they thought about me today. <laughs> when Simi doesn't answer me, I say she's rude. True. Or I bounce <laughs> to the next person. I usually, I usually answer. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. That's good. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. I think it just all ties back to communication. Communication. Yeah. Communication. Is key to everything. And clear expectations. Yes. Right. Realistic expectations. Yes. yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a relationship. And it's like, I guess you could think of it as a little plant. Like, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. not self-sustaining. You have to put in work to keep it to keep it alive, keep it beautiful, you know. You don't want just a dead, ugly flower. 
We want a beautiful, <laughs> thriving flower. Our, our friendship is beautiful. It's yes. Magnificent. I think just that even ties it back to that very first question we had, which is like, how did we keep our friendship alive? I think we got to a point at the beginnings of our friendship where we, I think we almost hated each other at one point. And it was just like, this isn't working out. But we acknowledge the fact like this is a relationship like it is with, you know, like Jess and Edwin. They have to work on their relationship. But if we're expecting couples to work on their relationship, why aren't we working on ours? Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't we acknowledging like, hey, I did this wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that was, I think, besides setting expectations and boundaries, I think that was the one of the biggest steps in our relationship as friends as family really is the fact that we acknowledge like we need to work at this or else one day we're going to just stop caring about each other and no longer be friends and that would be terrible but i think that's one of those things expectations communication and realizing this is something you work at it's not oh this is my friend you know this is my friend joe schmo well, then it's going to be Joe Schmo, and you're going to know nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so next question, and whoever wants to start, whoever wants to volunteer, what is one thing you are currently learning? It could be learning in general, like, oh, I just learned how to do this. Or what's one thing you're currently learning about yourself? Oh, me. Okay. I am currently learning about myself is that I am like mentally and like even physically like strong. There are so many times I feel like I love to put myself down. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Mm -hmm. I feel like I can do that all day long. But I definitely over like the past couple months, I would say during quarantine, I've definitely learned that if I really put my mind to something, I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've definitely gotten a lot confident in myself, like physically, emotionally, and even kind of may seem a little vain, kind of like the way I dress. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've definitely like stepped up my style. Yes. I feel like I have a lot more confident in the way I look, how I feel. And I feel like, I don't know if it's shown to everyone, but, like, to me, I definitely feel like it's, like, wow, Simi, you're actually a catch. Yeah. I just need, you to, notice it. Yeah. I just need to find someone who also knows it. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, someone of the opposite gender. Someone of the opposite gender. But, <laughs> fellas, <laughs> if you are around 26, you know, have a career. Not more than over 30. 21. Over 21, you know. <laughs> as long as you're legal and over the age of 18. Yes. Okay. I mean, no. <laughs> 21. Send us a DM and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll put a Hook word in. Hook me up. <laughs> I definitely have gained a lot of confidence in myself. And I've definitely loved myself a lot more than I have in the past. Yes. I I see it and your style is on point, not going to lie. Like your outfit today. Mhm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um I'll go next. So, I think mine is really similar to Simmy's as well, but mine has been more in like um Well, yeah, I guess like gaining more confidence in myself, but in the fact where it's I don't give myself enough credit. Like I always think that I'm doing not well like with school, for example. Like I recently changed 
um, into the teaching field. I was working as a paralegal in the law field for um, a few years. Um, so when I decided to change um, to get my certification as a teacher, like I have no teaching experience, nothing. And I always doubted myself. I'm like, I'm not doing well. I don't know what I'm doing. Like all these people that I'm in class with, like they've been teachers already for a few years. Like they know what they're doing. And I'd always tell my, like, friends in my classes, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I'm sorry that I'm not contributing. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. But, like, especially last semester, as my first semester, um, I did really well in all my classes. And then I remember Edwin, he'd be like, stop doubting yourself. Like, you're good at this. Like, you have it in you to do it. Like, you're smart. You can do this. So I think I've learned a lot with that also. And especially in the summer, because I felt like last semester I had friends to help me and guide me through it. But in the summer, like, I didn't have... Yes, but in the summer, like, I didn't have my classmates. I didn't have my friends in my same classes. So, like, I felt like I did it all on my own. And I still got really good grades. And I was like, okay, like... I can actually do this without the help of other people. Like, I know I can. I need to stop doubting myself, gain a little bit more confidence. And I've been feeling that way this semester. Um, sometimes I'm just like, oh, God, like, can I do this? Like, it's still stressful. School is always stressful. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Stressful. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've gained more confidence and, like, you know, not doubting myself as much and believing in myself more. Yes, I'm awesome. loving this. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Um, I think I've talked to Dulce more about this um, in the past few months. I think I've learned to realize when I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like, this group here knows my traumatic experiences. They know that, you know, I've said this to a few people who really know me, like, what some car accidents have done to me. Um, Consecutive. Consecutive car accidents. I've had car accidents that were six months apart and then a third one recently and that has just put such a strain on me mentally and emotionally I remember the first time I even talked about my very first accident at another like reunion that I did with Dulce and some other people that I didn't even know um and I just broke down crying I've even talked about the very first time I got back into a car I broke down crying but I think I've always wanted to be super successful and that strong individual and I I didn't want to break down um and it really wasn't until recently where I was like it's okay like you went through something that really messed you up um and that's okay and I think that's one of the things that I've learned recently and I think that's one of the reasons I was you know openly able to tell them all like guys I'm now on anxiety medication mm-hmm. because I have anxiety i have ocd and it's because of the you know experiences that i've had where i honestly at one point i thought i was going to lose my life after one of those accidents i didn't know what was going on in my body i just thought it was pain and up until recently i finally learned to like accept that like things happen and you grow from them and you move on and it's okay like it's it's okay to not be successful in everything you do. It's okay to not be, you know, that overachiever, people-pleasing person, which I, Dulce and I have talked about it before, that, you know, we saw that, you know, in hindsight. We had that ever since we were kids. I think that's one of the reasons we were, like, the top in our class. We wanted to be the best because we wanted to be, pe- we were people-pleasers. We are people-pleasers. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's okay to be broken. It's okay to be messed up. 
It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's a reference to the Netflix Korean drama It's Okay to Not Be Okay. From my point of view. I don't know what Timmy's talking <laughs> about. Song by Demi Lovato, definitely listen to it. It definitely But has it's okay. Been lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's okay to not be okay in any situation of your life. You know? What about you? What about you, Edwin? What do you see yourself learning about yourself? Speak to it. <clears throat> well, I'm currently in the last year of law school, and I, this is the first year where I'm actually not working. I was working as a business paralegal uh, for like over five years, and of those five years, I was going to law school for three. So I I, I had to. I was pretty busy, as Jess knows. Um, stressed, very stressed. <laughs> and now with all this extra time, it's the first semester where I can just focus on law school. And then I guess what I'm learning about myself is. I can actually do this and do it well, like school, law school stuff. Basically, well, what I'm going to be doing when I'm outside of law school. And I just wish I would have done it a lot sooner. Like, it, for all of you out there, if you guys are thinking about going to law school, which please don't because it's <laughs> uh, – I want to go to law school if you want to, like, be miserable. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work and – it should definitely be done as like a full-time job. That should be your full-time job. Do not try to do so much at, when you're doing this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Or don't even over, like, don't fill your plate too much mm-hmm. in anything in life because it's not going to work out. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, exactly. And um, I guess what I'm learning about myself is, yes, I can do it. I Because I've been um, up, t- up until this point, I've been very, um, I guess doubtful in how I am in law school and you know like can I actually do this am I going to be able to be an attorney for someone and not let them down not like ruin their chance their their lives because as an attorney you could you have the power to either fix their problems or make it so much worse so um I guess I struggled a lot with that over the years like am I going to be a good attorney am I going to be competent enough to represent someone in court one day and I guess what I'm learning this semester is like, yes, I can do it. Now that with just so solely focusing on these on law school, the semester is really like opened my eyes. Like, wow, I can really do this. I just never gave myself enough time to do it and enough like energy because like when you're tired, when you're imagine going to work, uh, leaving work, and you're exhausted, and then you have to go to another job that's just as tiring. That those are my days. And then at the end. Not, not get home until like another hour and a half yeah. <clears throat> because like two hours yeah i used to i live in long island and i commute to this i commuted to the city every day it's it's tiring and you know i guess what i'm learning myself like yes i can do it i just need to give myself a chance you can do it you can do it yeah i would say i'm learning a lot of the same <laughs> things definitely self-compassion and i think that's um taking a lot of the fear away it's it's a mix of i wasn't being compassionate with myself and unrealistic expectations always comes down to that and i think because of those expectations i would be mad at myself for not doing certain things or like you know comparing my timeline to someone else's timeline and not really telling myself like it's okay you're doing what you can or you really can do this and look at your track record of like not in a prideful way, like, yeah, I've done all this and this and this, but just reminding yourself of those 
those things when you're facing a new situation. And obviously remembering when whenever you start anything new, you're not going to be great at it. Maybe some things you're just naturally gifted at that you will catch on quickly, but most of the time you're not going to be an expert. And so it's telling yourself, um, for, so for example, right now I'm in training to be a medical scribe and it can, it can be overwhelming. There's so much you have to do. And so at first I was very nervous. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do well at this, but I would tell myself I'm going to try. Like I go and I take notes whenever I go into work. Whenever I do do something wrong, um, I don't beat up my beat up beat myself up about it. Whereas maybe in the past I would have been like, oh my gosh, I messed up here. Like I'm not gonna get it. But now I just tell myself, okay, I'm gonna take this note. I'm gonna practice it. I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna be intentional about um, being the best scribe I can be. But it's believing that I can't get there. Like I'm gonna try my hardest and I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna put in the work and then also reminding myself. So that's another thing is I would see, like, I've mentioned if you guys listened to the episode with Mariela, but I'm on a journey to medical school. And right now I'm in the process of just exploring why I want to do it or if I really want to do it, which is why I took on the job as a medical scribe. But for me, it was like whenever I face a hard a roadblock of like oh I don't have all these extracurriculars or whatever it may be I just told myself this must not be for me like at the first sign of opposition I would give up and be like well this must not be for me um and again it was an unrealistic thing like that I just expected things would work out but it's like no you have to put in work dude so you have to when it gets hard believe in yourself and be willing to grow and not just give up which is I feel like and I felt so guilty like wow like I just walked away and part of it was um the messages that um at church I've been hearing where there's um opposition what are you gonna do and honestly most times I would just turn in the face of opposition and be like oh I can't do this but now it's like okay there's opposition um but that doesn't mean that this is a no for me it means you that's where you stick through and then you do what you can and believe in yourself to to get through it and to become better and just be kind to yourself along the way I think that's the biggest thing it's like it's okay like you'll be fine you'll be fine so that's what I'm I'm learning being kind to myself and being realistic about um things in general in life Yes. Um. So going off of that, what would you say is your most recent failure or biggest failure? Uh. What What did you learn from it, or what What are you struggling with, or have struggled with? Did we answer that? Yeah. Would you say we kind of answered that, or kind of? Yeah. I don't think the most recent ones, but just in general. I just think professionally, my most recent one is. I'm terrible at staying organized with like <laughs> like grading. Anybody out there who's a teacher knows grading is torture. Putting it into a grade book is just torture. And I've just been trying to work on, you know, organizing myself in that way, making sure everything's in order. So all I gotta do is plug it in. But I've been failing at that miserably, professionally. I think that's one of my biggest failures is like I'm not on top of my game the way I see other people be on top of their game in that aspect 
I think it goes back to like what Dulce said earlier, like be a little bit more compassionate. So sometimes I just tell myself, Adrian, it's okay. You're gonna, one day you're gonna learn how to be a good, you know, organized teacher. <laughs> Cause even though people have said, oh, you're really organized. I was like, really? Cause I don't feel like it. Like if you take a look at my desk, it's a hot mess. And I can't find anything half the time. The number of times I lose the remote control to my projector or my keys to my classroom is insane. So I'm just professionally one of my biggest struggles is just staying organized. <laughs> and you need that in any career or in any profession. Um, Personally, I don't really know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm. Maybe it's not knowing but I'll, I'll figure it out eventually, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And I'll work on it, I promise. It's like more self-awareness. Right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe be a little bit more self-aware. Sometimes I'm really oblivious to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be easy to go on autopilot. It, it does, yeah. Sometimes I do feel like I'm on autopilot. And then I get really sad that I'm on autopilot. Because I want to be, you know, living my best life. Mm-hmm. I think these are this weekend is one of those moments where I was like, okay, I'm living my best life. I'm human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not a robot, and I'm not simply gonna go work home, work home, work home, which is what I've been doing for a really long time. I'm a little upset that I did that though. Mm-hmm. So don't do that, children. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it. Anyone else? If not, we can. Let me see. I think only mine. I wouldn't say a failure, but I think just a struggle is, like, I've always been a people pleaser and putting other people before myself. Not that it can be a bad thing, but I just think that for myself, like, I always worry more about other people, and I don't put the time in for myself and, like, to take care of myself. Like, I think I've even told Edwin in the past, like, if something's going wrong with me, like, it's whatever. I can put it to the side and deal with it later. But, like, the moment, like, one of, like, my best friends or some or someone is going through something, like, to me, like, it hurts me more seeing my friends go through something than myself going through something. And sometimes I go through some, like, pretty bad stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, like, I think it's just trying to learn to take care of myself first so that I can help take care of other people. Because sometimes I think I'm so strong and then I can help my friends and be there for them. But then, like, I know, like, inside, like, I'm not okay. Like, so how am I able to help my friends and help them be happy when myself am not mm-hmm. happy? So mm-hmm. I think it's, that's my struggle, which I'm trying to be more okay with myself and, like, learn to be like, it's okay. Like, as we said, it's okay to not be okay. So, like, taking that in and then working on myself, you know, before I try to help other people mm-hmm. or put other people first. Yeah, it's like put on your oxygen mask before you help other people. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's what I've always been like with like my friendships. I always worried like, am I being like a bad friend? Like I'm not reaching out to people. Like I remember, I think I ended up posting a status about this on Facebook one time, and I was like, I'm sorry to all my friends if I'm like not active with you if I'm not reaching out and blah blah blah. And like one of our friends, his name is Ryan. He's like, I think like you're a good friend. Like that you're even, like, reaching, like, saying that you think you're a bad friend. Like, no, you're fine. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, that's that's all it is, I think. That's but, good. Yeah. I, I can resonate with that. A struggle or a failure? I think I'm perfect, Lies. <laughs> <laughs> she really does, though. I actually really don't. I think a struggle for me 
right now would be to and sometimes I'm always overthinking things and I feel like I need to kind of just like live in the moment like it is what it is mm-hmm. not try to plan everything mm-hmm. or think that my life should have turned out differently at where I am in my age I know I definitely complain of like being single as a dollar bill (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it i know but i definitely think that like i have to learn that god has a plan and i just need to like live life the way it is and know that everything will work out the way it's supposed to do Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the moments that i have because not all the time we'll be able to have these moments or like these moments will be different but just kind of live in the moment yeah i like it every day is a gift there's something good in every day um if you look for it and then if you're willing to see okay where's the good today like everything's going wrong god everything what's good about today and i bet you you'll find something good about that day um for me i would say it'd be standing up for myself more um because I tend to be, like, okay with, um, I don't, with, I guess, not causing any waves. So, like, for example, like, remember when we went to Sizzle Week, Adriana, and they gave me undercooked fish? Salmon. Like, <laughs> no <laughs> lie, like, if it would have just been me eating by myself, I would have been like, I just eat the sides. But I almost didn't want to return it. But Adriana was like, no, you better tell them to give me another one. It. Yeah. Or, like, if I were to get the wrong order somewhere and if it's like something i could eat i would be the person to just eat it to not be like oh right you like like being that person that's like saying to me take this back it's wrong i'm just like ah things could be worse right right i'll just eat it that's how i am if it's reasonable to send it back then send it back it's not healthy to eat you know, half cooked salmon. <laughs> that happened to me. I remember that happened to me. He was like, take it back. And I was like, no, it's okay. And yeah. I starved. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they, <laughs> if they gave you potatoes instead of green beans, and I think you can suck it up, but it was a half uncooked salmon. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Mine was fully pink and cooked and delicious. Yours was not. Yours I want you so to have funny. a good experience. Send it back, folks. Sometimes you do need to send things back. So I guess for you, who's who's good at doing that, like, what? How could we get better at that? Or what do you think about that makes you want to be like, I'm gonna return this. I just think about like, I wanted what I wanted and I didn't get it, but I don't have to be rude, rude about, about yeah. it. It's all about the delivery. Yeah, I'm just. Okay. It was a simple like, excuse me, ma'am, um, my fish isn't cooked. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, hey, yo, like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, doing? I, I'm paying good y'all money. Y'all trying to kill me Exactly. <laughs> like, regardless of the fact, they know I'm paying good money for good service. And, and if you food. just, if you're just polite about, you know, polite but assertive, then, you know, they'll fix it. Like, people are willing to, to work with you on things. But like Simi said, it's all about your delivery. And sometimes it's just the mood that I'm in. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, except for raw fish. Unless I went to a sushi bar, I don't want raw fish. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. I think part of it is just my personality. Or I'm just like, honestly, if someone put cheese on my hamburger, like for a different reference, I'm not going to lose my mind. And I don't normally eat like cheeseburgers. 
But if it's uncooked, I know that's not good for me. I'm going to do something about myself. But I think that's back to the, I need to be compassionate with myself. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's good for me and then acknowledge it and take a stand for it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like your worth. Um, you're worth the good yeah, prime you're rib. Good. You're worth the cooked salmon. <laughs> you are worth that expensive bottle of champagne. champagne. Not every day, but you know, every once yeah. in a while. Right. I think for me, it just comes from like I always put other people first. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to be an inconvenience. Like yep, it's okay, yep, you did yep. your job. Like <laughs> yes. it's fine. I'll just you know deal with it. Yeah. Type of thing. Just don't be a jerk about things, people. Yes, be kind to other people because you just never know what other people are going through. True. And I just feel like if more people were kinder to people, I think we'd be in a, you know, much better place and a much better place in the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it just starts with being kind to the next person. Especially yeah. when they give you uncooked salmon. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. for all the food analogy, but I couldn't think of anything else <laughs> to explain it with. Real good, Prime rib does sound good, and you're worth it. Mm-hmm. 